Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to another Myth Monday, folks. Ben and Brian here. We have a topic today that we love. We were blessed for several years to work with a lot of different animals, but the group of animals we're talking about today was my personal favorite. I'm not going to say it was yours, but I'll let you vouch for that if you want to. Yeah, my two favorites are snakes and owls. Owls, that's it. Owls is what we're talking about today. We've already done snakes. Today we're talking about owls. And in particular, we are talking about a myth surrounding owls that usually starts with kids when they're at a pretty young age. And kids' shows, um, it's a cool thing to believe, but unfortunately, it is a myth. And today, we are going to talk about, can owls truly turn their head 360 degrees around in a full circle? That's what's talked talked about, that's what's taught, but can they do it? What do you think, Ben? I know the answer to this. Oh, of course you know the answer. Got to teach it. Love teaching it. Yeah. Because an owl cannot turn its head 360 degrees. Right. So that was a question I posed to everybody and, and to you out there listening. Um, if they cannot turn their heads all the way around, then how far can they turn it? Mm-hmm. And so we would teach three quarters of a circle. So my next question is, how many degrees is that? Math. Math. Uh, math. <laughs> that would be 200 <laughs> And 70 degrees would be right. three quarters. Three quarters of a circle. So 270 degrees. If an owl could turn their heads 360 degrees, what might happen to their head, Brian? The head will pop off. Pop right off. That's, That's right. right. You don't want no owl's head popping off. No, so, we don't. So, yeah, Brian, kind of share with us, so why do they even need to turn their neck 270 degrees? What? Why Why do people think or believe that they do 360-degree turns with their neck? And head? Well, one... 270 degrees is so much further than we can turn our heads. Right. So when you see an owl do that, it kind of looks like they are going all the way around. And they can do 270 degrees to the left and to the right. And they can do it very quickly. So when they are doing that, it kind of almost gives the uh, illusion. Mm -hmm. Is that a good word? Mm -hmm. Gives the illusion that they are just spinning their head all the way around. But obviously, if you sit down and look at the, the, the biology behind it, if they were to do that, their sever cord or their spinal cord would sever, blood vessels would sever, spine would be broken. So mm-hmm. that can't happen because you would, you would kill them. Their head would pop off. Mm-hmm. But even at 270, when they fully go 270 degrees in one direction, it does cause some problems, and they have some special things that happen in their body um, to allow those problems not to really affect them. So they have a special mechanism in their body that allows blood to pool above the point where they are pinching at 270. So when they turn, blood pools above it because when they get to that full rotation, three quarters of a rotation, I guess I should say, they are actually cutting circulation off, but their brain still needs blood. So they use that mechanism in their body where they've pulled enough blood to turn. Um, Obviously, they couldn't stay like that forever or Mm -hmm. they would starve their brain of blood. They can only use how much they have pulled there. Yeah, That's you, what allows and, them to do that. And when we're out teaching programs, you can watch them do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd have somebody stand behind and make a noise, and they would turn around, and they don't keep it very long. They're they're ready to kick back, you know. Um, but to put it in perspective for us as humans, if you're looking forward now, you know, if you're driving, don't do this. Um, but when looking forward, you can stare straight, and as you begin to turn your head to the right to your shoulder, 
that's about as far as you're going to be able to go as to your shoulder. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more for some people. But if you could turn your head like an owl. Be a little more would, than 90 degrees. Yeah, you would keep going do. all the way around to your left shoulder. Yeah. And that would be that, that full rotation. Um, but then coming back forward again, and, and like you already stated now, can then go to the left all the way back to 272. So right. So to awesome. clarify what he's saying, if a human were able to look straight ahead, turn to their right, go past their shoulder all the way to their left shoulder, that would be equivalent to what an owl is doing. Which is impressive. It's incredible. Right. So my question is, can you look behind your back, Ben? Well, you can only, only with the eyes. That you I have can because there. you can you can turn ninety degrees to your right, right. And then you've got your eyes that can see more than one hundred and eighty degrees, right? So you can look behind you just by turning your head. But if an owl were to do that, just to look over their right shoulder, going ninety degrees, they wouldn't be able to see behind them because because their eyeballs are stuck. Well, and they don't truly have eyeballs. Well, there you go. But They're more tube shaped. There's no movement of the eye right they just look they're looking straight ahead the entire time um, there is a reason for that it actually gives them binocular vision so you think they're predators they are birds of prey they are hunting mice snakes lizards rabbits the neighbor's cat whatever they're out there hunting mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so we take binoculars when we go hunting because it gives us an advantage they have it built in it gives them binocular vision allows them to zone in, gives them incredible depth perception, more depth perception than we have, so that when they go in to make a strike, um, it's limiting their risk and, and their accidents. Yeah, and so we also know from, from a younger age that owls hunt at night, so they would be nocturnal. You know, yeah. nocturnal. Um, they can be out of, of your dust times. You might see them out, mating times, all of that. But in regards to hunting at night, um, moving really from the, the eyes into the ears, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of kids think that the, let's say, great horned owl, you have what's on top of their head, which is called the tufts. Yeah, it's where know, they get their name. Yeah, that the people think that those are the ears. But where are the ears at on an owl, and how do they use those for hunting yeah. if, if the, the, there's not a lot of light yeah, to see? Yeah, so there's see several or, species of owls that have the ear tufts, we'll call them, but they are just feathers. Their ears are underneath their feathers on the side of their head, um, but they they're not just normal ears either. They're kind of... Offset or asymmetrical, what does that even do? What's the point of that, Ben? Um, surround sound, right? So it allows them to, to help yeah, them. That's a decent way to describe it. Is, as sound is coming, you know, let's say that a, a mouse is under the leaves making yep. making that movement. As that uh, the sound waves are coming to one ear and then passing through to the other ear, it allows them to pinpoint where that mouse would be. Yeah, helps them to localize exactly where it's at so they can go make the, make the kill, make the harvest so that they have food to eat because... That's the whole purpose of being out there, right? To eat. Get food, survive, procreate. Mm -hmm. That's why they're out there. Um, smell is another thing that's kind of interesting about an owl because I, I have never personally seen it, but they say that um, owls like the great horned owl or even the barred owl will harvest and consume a skunk. A skunk. I don't know about you, but the thought of that is absolutely disgusting. My dog has got sprayed before. I was choking. It was mm, so strong. Putrid. I, and you can't get rid of it? For six months, it was on my dog. So why in the heck would you want to eat it? If, it's free game if you can't smell it, right? They can't smell it <laughs> at all. Not it's even a little free bit. Free game. So maybe owls had COVID before COVID. Ooh, yeah. Was it Lost thing? the smell. Yeah. Is that how owls did? <laughs> no. They actually no. don't even have the biological, the olfactory parts. Um, to, to have smell. So 
Um, it's not COVID for them like it is for you, Ben. But uh, it, it is a cool thing that allows them, it opens up their array of, of what they they can consume because it doesn't stink to them. Right. And, and I actually can relate to that. I lost my smell, smell with COVID, still don't have it back over a year. So, you know what? I might try skunk. <laughs> Lay it on me. I'll try it. You better take uh, six months off of work after you do that because I ain't hanging <laughs> no, around you, can, you for a you while because I still have my smell. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, so from their, you know, from their smell into their beak, um, they're a bird of prey, so it's going to have the hook beak so yeah. they can tear and rip. But not all owls are going to need to, to do that. Um, well, it, it depends on the size of the owl compared to the size of the prey that they just harvested so if a great horned owl harvests a mouse he is not going to waste the energy or the time ripping this thing apart mm-hmm. he's going to swallow it whole and i've literally witnessed it i've trained owls um to sit on my arm and take a, a mouse out of my hand and swallow it whole right and, and you they one two three four at a time they'll just swallow these things whole it's pretty incredible i mean they just kind of kick their head back and swallow them whole and once they do that they still have to get rid of it Right. But different they than can't, what? Right. So a lot of birds have a crop, like a chicken or a turkey, which is that, that little sack kind of their so base we're talking of their bones and fur, feathers. It's all going down. It's all going down. They don't pick off the chicken off the chicken wing right. and throw the bone away like we do. They take it all. So they don't have a crop. It goes straight to their gizzard and to their stomach. And then after they've digested everything that they can digest and use, they pack it into a tight little ball. And they have muscles that squeeze it and squeeze it so that everything comes out of it. All the moisture, all the blood, any nutrients that are left in it until all that's left is unused hair and bones, teeth. And then they regurgitate it. Mm-hmm. It comes back out. And mm-hmm. that's called an owl pellet. Um, so a lot of times a pellet is referred to as like scat or poop. An owl pellet is regurgitated back through the mouth. So if you are, have a barn or around some big old trees and you're finding these owl pellets you have owls around right these little furry little um nuggets mm-hmm. <laughs> um but and yeah that that gives you a lot of information that owls are there and awesome awesome activity you can order owl pellets online mm-hmm. or if you find owl pellets in the yard all the pieces of what they ate are in that pellet right it's like uh nature's perfect puzzle Right. You can you can put them out on a tray or a plate and try to put back together what they ate. Literally build a mouse back. Yeah, and you, and you Pretty can cool purchase activity. those that are cleaned. Yeah, right. Um, Sanitize yeah. them. They put them through a basically heat them. They get them really really hot. What is that called? I can't even remember conclave. what it's called. I can't. We had one <laughs> yes. that we used. Oh my gosh, I've lost it. But um, if you're gonna do that, kiln. No, it's not. It's like a kiln, but they basically get it really hot and disinfect it, and you can pull it out and put it back together. Um, But if you're going to do that to something you'd find out, um, just wear some gloves. Wear wear some nitro gloves, latex gloves, and yeah, yeah, dig in it. See if you can put all the parts back together. It's a fun activity, fun to do with kids. Um, Um, Something else that's a cool fact about owls is um, their flight. You know, there's something special about an owl. A lot of birds can fly, Ben. What's that? A lot of birds can fly. So, So explain to us then what's the difference between... Um, how and a cardinal might fly versus uh, an owl. So if you ever spent uh, time in the woods or any time outside, um, you've probably heard a bird fly over or maybe a flock of birds, and you can hear the as they go by, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're displacing air. They're making sound. An owl has specialized feathers that limit the sound. They're said to be silent. So they actually have fringes 
like little tiny fringes on the edges of their feathers that is basically taking that air as they're flying and chopping it up into tiny little pieces so they're not making this big whoosh sound as they fly. Mm-hmm. What what would even be the benefit of that? What What's the point? To eat, just like we talked about earlier. they right. got to survive. It's going to help them to, to get their food. We're not scaring their food. As mm-hmm. they're going through nocturnally and, you know, say a, a rat's out hopping through the field, he's not going to hear this. He's going to feel talons slap him on the back and he's done right um he's never gonna hear it coming right which also uh in in some of the conservation messaging that you and i used to teach and talk about um that was the impact you know humans that we had on the owls is that those owls do hunt lower to the ground yeah that's kind of a sad thing and because all of our all of our birds that we had were rehab birds they were rescues they couldn't be returned to the wild um and most of those were hit by vehicles right. because they hunt around those roadway edges where there's that taller grass and a lot of rodents, and they fly. They have that low trajectory when they fly in to make the kill rather than a hawk that just does that dive bomb drop straight out of the sky. That's not how owls do it. So, unfortunately, they are often victims to uh, the grill of a Chevrolet. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, that is the message is being— I've pulled owls out of the grill of cars before. Right. And, stuck and, in the grill. And being mindful, as you're driving down roads, especially, you know, we'll, we'll call them dirt roads, you know. Yeah, the, rural, rural areas. Rural areas. Um, you know, as you're going through, you can actually begin to see that with your headlights coming through. So just mm-hmm. being aware, uh, trying to slow down if you can. But, you know, you did talk about the the mouse only feeling the talons, not uh, not hearing yeah, the He probably flight. didn't feel it very long. So didn't powerful. feel it very long. But, yeah, what about those talons? How, how powerful are they? So... A great horned owl is said to have up to 500 pounds per square inch so of pressure. They can squeeze that hard. Now, when we when we were showing animals, you know, their their personal arm, we have we have a, a falconry glove on. It's three four layers thick to to protect us. But even when you're doing that, if an owl, um, we had one that had balance issues, mm-hmm. and when he felt uneasy because of the brain injury that he had when he lost his balance. He would grip those talons onto you, and it was it was startling. I mean, if he got you in the wrong place, it hurt even through what, four layers of leather. Right. You mean by the wrong places? Sometimes you'd feel it on on a bone, like yeah. it wouldn't be on your your fleshy areas or even the muscle. It was right on your bone, and I mean, you it would send send some pain down your arm. I and mean, that wasn't even a kill squeeze. That was just a, I'm trying to hang on squeeze. Well, and also they didn't have their their super sharp talons. You know, they're going right. to be more rounded in in captivity, and so. Um, I would hate to have any kind of owl fly right. at me and land on my bare arm and squeeze like they would on a on any kind yeah, of prey. The, the moral of that story is, you know, um, most people most people haven't felt an owl squeeze mm-hmm. their arm or squeeze their hand, and when you do, it, it's alarming. It's 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 how is this animal that weighs four pounds? hurting me squeezing me this hard it Mm -hmm. really is incredible it is um another cool thing about their feet they're actually considered zygodactyl meaning their toes don't all go the same direction so they have a couple toes that go forward and a couple toes that go back so it really allows them to grip things really well it'd be like if you had a couple thumbs that went backwards think about that grip that you would have like a grapple almost like their hand that's another cool feature that they have that allows them uh, to hunt better. There are so many. I mean, we could we could go on and on. Owls are that's again that's probably why they're one of our favorites to talk and teach and and uh, to watch because there's so many more things we could talk about because um, they're you, awesome. When awesome you put creatures. it all together, though, they are amazing, amazing animals, and I can't help but think, you know, if you, you see a painting, right? 
Mm-hmm. You see a painting, and everything that's in that painting is what makes it special. You think of the most famous painting or awesome piece of art. If you took a piece of that away, it wouldn't be that special, right? Right. So that artist, that creator of that, they they designed that to have all those parts to go together to make an amazing piece of art. And I can't help but think of something like an owl or lots of things in nature, but an owl has so many of these amazing things that just make him an incredible animal. I can't help but think the create this is creator designed. It's the it's divinely designed for them to carry out their purpose. Right. The physical world around us, I believe, testifies to the power of God. Amen. It's amazing. Amen. So but I think that's a great place to end, Ben, which is the testament to our creator and the, and the things that he's made. I just can't think it would be coincidence for these things to all lay out in place to create such a beautiful work of art, like an owl. Agreed. So, guys, thank you for listening. I hope you hope you learned something from that. Um, owls don't turn their heads all the way around. So come back next week, Myth Monday. We're going to have another outdoor myth that we will be dispelling. But between now and then, we hope you grab some family, grab some friends, spend some time outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.